Google past keys, past control Montgomery. Number will survive. Call 334-595-9055. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pest Keys Pest Control Podcast right here in Montgomery, Alabama with your hosts, Travis and Michael. We do this podcast as a community service for the River Region. This includes Montgomery, Prattville, Millbrook, Wetumpka, Pike Road, Auburn, and any other surrounding areas for people just like you. So thankfully, here in Alabama, the weather is getting cooler. Thankfully. This is my favorite time of the year. It's fall. Leaves are falling. Uh, it's chilly when you wake up. It's chilly when you you know when it starts to get dark in the evening. It's just my favorite time of the year. I love the whole Halloween thing and all that. However, washing your car super hard though. <laughs> it does, and it does make washing your vehicles difficult. But not everybody obsesses over washing their vehicles like some people. So <laughs> uh, not going to say any names. But anyway, unfortunately though, with that cooler weather, with those other uh, fall temperatures coming in, wildlife begin looking for somewhere to stay. And unfortunately, that can push people to have unwanted visitors in spots of their house and in, in, in outbuildings, in areas of their house, like their attic. Uh, a lot of times, all of a sudden, they'll have no problem. And then all of a sudden, there will be some loud noise, thump in the attic, scratching at all hours of the day or night. Um, you know, and one of those animals in particular that really likes to take up harborage in an attic is a raccoon. Yeah, a ra- it's the perfect place for a raccoon. Uh, I mean, you've got insulation, and most time it's going to be blown in, blown in insulation. Um, there's plenty of space. They don't have to worry about any kind of predators. Um, it's just, it's perfect for them. Um, so the biggest thing here that really we, we want to get across is is a raccoon cannot gain access to your roof line without having an access area to that roof line. And what I mean by that is a tree. <laughs> really, I think a tree is probably 100% the only way I've seen um, a raccoon gain access to the roof line. And, and that could be a tree that's two feet away from the house. I mean, they, they can jump, they can leap. Um, another way that we see it is, is the, the decorative wrought iron support that's holding the garage up or, or, or something of that nature. They can climb up it and occasionally a chimney. Um, so the biggest thing is just keeping that, keep, keeping all the tree branches cut away from that, that roof line is going to stop that, that raccoon from gaining access. Yeah, that's essential for any wildlife control and, and especially in the case of raccoons. I mean, a full grown raccoon is not some little small animal. That's a, that's a pretty decent sized animal. And like you said, it's not, you know, they're not going to be able to climb up the side of brick, but given a tree, given, you know, decorative uh, pillars, wrought iron pillars up underneath carports, like you said, those kind of things, they're going to gain access. Uh, but I have yet to see a raccoon get into an attic that didn't have a way to climb up a tree. Like you said, that's, that's usually nine times out of 10. That's what it's going to be. Um, and, you know, that tree can either butt right up against the side of the house close to the eaves. Or that tree can be, I've seen them climb up a tree that's all the way, you know, probably 15, 20, 25 feet away from the house in the yard. But because the branches overhang towards the roof, you know, that raccoon 
has an easy way to get in. Uh, you know, and I've got some really cool photos to show to kind of give people an idea. It doesn't take a very large access point uh, for these raccoons to get in. This customer who I'm going to show you the photos of in particular of their house, uh, they called me one day and they said, hey, we have started to hear some kind of craziness in the attic. It's loud noises. It's usually at night, um, just thumping and scratching. Um, most specifically, right above our son's room. So it's like really, you know, just really this great opportunity for their five-year-old to be freaked out at night uh, because of noises in the attic. Uh, so they called. Perfect time for Halloween. Exactly right. So they called me and uh, I went up and looked and it took me about 30 seconds of being in the attic to go, okay, I know exactly what this is because there were droppings and there were just indicators of a raccoon. So uh, immediately turned around and left the attic <laughs> because, you know, of course we operate during the daytime, raccoons operate at night. And if raccoons have found a nice place to stay, they're usually there in the daytime sleeping and waiting for their nocturnal senses to kick in. So I didn't want to, I didn't, yeah, exactly. But I didn't want to meet a raccoon in the attic. Um, <laughs> you know, if you've ever seen their, their claws, it's going to like razor blades. So, um, long story short, it took a little while to catch this one. He avoided, uh, my traps for, for quite a while, actually. And then, you know, one morning, early one morning, we were getting up and uh, getting ready for the day, get the, ready to get the kids off to school and that sort of thing. And my game camera had caught motion in the attic. And I was like, finally, finally, he is, he has decided to mess with the cage. And so when I checked my game camera, this is what I saw. So cute. They, and you know, they, they really are, especially the baby ones. Uh, everybody thinks the baby ones are super cute. Uh, but that is actually a very vicious, mean little creature right there. <laughs> Most people don't understand that. So uh, we did, we got a couple of photos of him. He, uh, he, he did kind of was a little wary of the trap at first. Um, he, you know, kind of see he, he, uh, sniffed around it for a little while before he decided he wanted to go in. But finally by nine o'clock that night, he was, he was caught. So, uh, and then, you know, that next morning I woke up, uh, before I saw these photos, I had text messages from my customer that said, Hey, he's in the attic still. And it sounds like he's tearing something apart. Well, he was actually banging on this cage, trying to figure out how to get the door open. So, you know, they're again, right above their son's room. So it was just a great night for them. I said, well, don't worry. Cause you'll, you know, it's going to be a lot quieter after this, but so in, in trying to figure out where this raccoon got into this house, I, I had a, an idea. There was a tree that I figured was kind of the access point onto the roof, but I was Still hunting, trying to find out where this raccoon was actually getting into the attic at. And I had looked all the way around the roof line, looking for gaps. And and finally, after I had caught him and removed him, I went and kind of explored a little further in the attic. And I finally found where he was getting into. So, you know, attics have these vents on top, of course, for, you know, release heat from the, from the attic space and cool the house off. Uh, but from the inside, you know you finally could see he actually tore the mesh out of that attic vent and was able to get in and out of the attic through that little gap right there, which isn't really all that big. And I'll say this. I mean, that <clears throat> that's factory mesh that they put on, on all of those vents that took him what Travis less than a second, two seconds to, to get through that right there. I mean, if that is, you can, you can see towards the, 
the actual mesh itself that's closer to the top portion of that vent. I mean, it's kind of just sitting there. It's secured to those uh, to a couple of points, but realistically, all that raccoon had to figure out to do was just to push push it inward on itself and go from there. And you can actually see the brackets hanging down. So there, at one point, was some sort of ventilation fan that was housed in that that was removed, obviously. So without that ventilation fan being in there, he had he had free access. That's that's correct. Well, I mean, and we and we see it all the time. I mean, the chimney vents that aren't aren't uh, properly secured, uh, vents that aren't properly secured. Uh, I've seen them rip off the one to the right, right there. That that big vent. I've seen them completely rip that off the entire house and crawl through the hole there. Uh, once they're on the attic, I mean, they they're they're tough, so they can chew through that that um, um, what am I roofing shingles. Um, and then right into the plywood and then they've got themselves a nice little hole. And as you can see in the picture, it doesn't take much of an opening for them to get into. Um, just, just from experience, I would say the size of a grapefruit typically is what it, what they can fit through. And I know we were talking about how they get onto the roof. One other thing I'll add is that, um, I have seen a few times where they can climb up a gutter. That is a Rambo style raccoon. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty rare to see that. Um, if they are, gaining access to, to the house from from the gutter they have to be trapped um and they have to be removed and it's that some raccoons are smarter than others it, it's pretty rare we don't see that very often but it does happen i'm glad um, you said that though they these animals they are they're very intelligent uh the the ones that i have actually caught if you watch them you know they realize for one of course they realize they've been caught but if you watch them their their hands or their paws if you will basically have a thumb i mean they they literally i've watched sat and watched the raccoon they know where they got caught at so they saw that the trap door fell down on the cage and so they're literally reaching outside of the gap trying to figure out exactly what they can grab to open that cage door and you know it's kind of creepy when they're sitting there watching you from inside the cage it's like they're trying to read you like they're trying to figure out what it is you are or what it is that you're going to do to them or or you know how can they get one over on you but they're i'm gonna tell you Anyone who encounters one of those creatures needs to stay away. You know, there was a commercial. I don't remember if it was an auto insurance commercial or an eye care commercial or, or it may have been an eye care commercial. But there's a lady that lets her cat out in the backyard at night, you know, to go out to use the restroom or what have you. And her vision is obviously not very good, as the commercial implies, because she's like, all right, kitty, come on back in. And it shows and she's letting a raccoon into the house, you know, it's like, good kitty, you know. <laughs> But well, so, so, something else I'll say about raccoons, you know, w going back on what you cute, cuddly. I had a customer one time that was feeding raccoons. She was feeding them on her mm. back porch with dog food. Um, she told us about it while we were doing her quarterly pest control. We recommended to stop doing that. She did not stop doing that. We got a call about a month later. She now had raccoons in her attic. She had raccoons in her house. They were actually going through the doggy door. They had busted through the, the plastic doggy door cover uh, and we're, we're inside of her house in her kitchen. So mm -hmm. it's a wild animal. It, they look cute. They are not pets and they are extremely dangerous. They are. Um, you know, one of the points where I've trapped a raccoon, you know, I went to go grab the raccoon and thankfully these traps have some very tight mesh together, tight metal together. So, you know, they can't reach through it. Um, but within a, the blink of an eye with, within the time that it took me, to reach out my hand 
and grabbed the handle of this cage. The raccoon snarled at me and tried to basically bite me through the cage. And like I said, it was within the blink of an eye. It was so fast. Um, so this is not a creature that you, like you said, like you, you don't want to be feeding them and attracting them to your residence. There's already enough out there to attract them to your residence. Like I said, if you have domesticated animals that you feed dogs and cats, uh, garbage cans, waste, waste piles, compost pot, there's enough out there to attract these animals without you helping them along. Definitely. Um, you know, and, that, and that's another thing as far as the, the tree branch removal, overflowing trash cans, any kind of food source that's going to bring them in, like you said, dog food on the, on the porch, it's going to attract them towards your house. And eventually they're going to try to find a way because now they've got a food source around the house. So now they need a, a den around that house because the food, you know, we, we live where we eat. Uh, they're, they're basically the same way. Now they've got it, you know, e easy pickings from, from, you know, where they're going to sleep to where they're going to eat. Exactly. Yeah. So definitely don't feed them, uh, and don't make it easy on them to gain access because they will find a way inside if they really want to. Uh, and then that just creates a, for one, a very unsanitary situation, um, up in your attic and then a, a very dangerous situation as well. Definitely. Um, one thing I'll say too is, is rabies right now in Alabama is, is running, running rampant. Um, uh, they're, I know in the last podcast I talked about it, they are dropping rabies blocks out of the sky in helicopters in Birmingham. Uh, I'm in bluff park. Um, Hoover, they, they're dropping them out of the sky trying to get, get rabies under control right now because, because it's something that's just kind of growing into, a lot more than they thought it would. Um, so and that's actually statewide too. That actually, uh, before Birmingham, they were doing that down in South Alabama, um, closer to the Mobile area. Like you said, airplanes and helicopters, and they were dra dropping these blocks out to basically try to combat it with the wildlife population. So it's it's definitely statewide. Yeah. So with that being said, if you see one in the daytime around your house um, or in your house, and he's they're acting any kind of strange. Anyway, especially in the daytime, because raccoons are nocturnal, they shouldn't be um, just tromping around in the daytime around the outside of the house or anything like that. Just stay away from it. Call a professional. I, I would recommend not doing a raccoon removal yourself anyway. Um, that cage that Travis posted up on the picture, that's a special design cage for, for inside of an attic, it, really anywhere, but it's really designed for a roof. If you put a regular cage uh, that's got, you know, a larger opening, they're going to claw your roof all the way down to where light is going to be able to pass through your roof. That one right there is tight knit. They can't claw through it. Um, so just using the right equipment to do the job, it's it just better to call a professional. Hello, and thank you for listening to another edition of the Pesky's Pest Control Podcast with your hosts, Travis and Michael. If you have any questions in reference to what we discussed today, give us a call at 334-595-9055 and you can ask for me, Travis McGowan. I'll be more than happy to speak with you. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family and subscribe to us on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and any of the other major streaming platforms. Thanks and we'll see you next time. Google Pesky's Pest Control Montgomery Number